Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson. Tyler, uh, we've been kind of going over the beginnings of uh, Fortress of Faith, and we followed a few different rabbit trails and talking about, you know, uh, why I deal with Islam and Muslims and talking about some of that stuff yes. there, and kind of bringing, trying to bring you up to speed. You good, know, you're good luck. <laughs> <laughs> As we, I, I made the mistake of calling you like a clean slate. You yeah, know, more, more like an empty plate yeah, right. with a, a dirty plate. But yeah. anyhow, yeah. But but you know what? It's good. I, I've I've enjoyed it. And just just for a little bit of a recap, yesterday we talked about. Islam's influence in England, right, and and how they have the two different sets of laws, and how it's impossible to essentially govern both of those, and and then we talked about okay, that's actually happening now here in America, and and they're basically, I would say this way, building up shop here, right, and that influence is starting to happen here where you're where you're in fear that the same thing will essentially happen here at some point. Let let me ask this question though, because we started the beginning of the week talking about fortress of faith, and I want to ask this question. What 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 is your goal for Fortress of Faith? Okay, how the, we talked about Islam. How is that a part of the goal, and what is the overall goal of Fortress of Faith? Well, when we started, God gave me a verse there, um, and how our name got started, Fortress of Faith. Let me kind of yeah deal with that if I can. There, Jeremiah chapter six, verse twenty-seven. I have set thee for a tower and a fortress among my people, that thou mayest know and try their way. We see this expression, Ezekiel, in different places. I set you on a wall, mm-hmm. you know, to be a watchman, to look out, and to warn God's people of an enemy mm-hmm. that's coming. And uh, back in 2008, as I was coming off the mission field, I didn't want to leave the mission field. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I planned to live and die over there. The hardest thing at the time then that I'd ever done was to leave the mission field. I loved it. We were content and happy and God had rewarded our ministries there and and it didn't make any sense. God, you need another preacher in America? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, we have so few preachers around the world. Why, why does God need another missionary? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I fought God for about a year on this, to tell you the truth. But I knew that God had, my heart was changing, and a developing burden for North America. It wasn't just America, you know. Being a missionary, I I see, you know, Canada connected into this, and my British background, and I I worry for Canada. They're further along in this. And we have a number of Canadian listeners and supporters, and I think they support Canada greatly because they see it more than we do here in America. See what? Islam's influence? Yeah, they they see the danger. They see the effects that's happening there. I mean, their identity. They're a culture that's losing its identity. Yeah. Its national identity is almost lost. Mm -hmm. And it's dangerous to get into a point when you don't know what your nation is. Mm -hmm. And you have so many different societies, and you're not allowed to be one way or the other. And they see where Islam is taking over in many, many areas and its influence. When I came back to the United States, God was changing my message. Everything I read in the Bible, Mm -hmm. it was like judgment, 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 judgment still is. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's hard to read the Bible and not find judgment there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, I, <laughs> uh, you you can find passages that it's not there, but man, it's just so filled with it. Like, but we hardly preach it. We, I mean, who's how often do we go to church and have a message where we're being warned about our sins and repentance and and you know we're we're, we're hardly we we don't get it, but we're in a nation full of sin. Mm-hmm. And so, I believe God judges nations. Yeah. And and how do, how does He do it? Well, I go to the Bible. And a great example is how He dealt with Israel. Yeah. Now they had a covenant. We don't. They're, they're they'll survive. We won't. Mm-hmm. And I've said this for years. America, you're not too big to fail. Yeah. And we tend to feel that we are too big to fail. We think we can do whatever we want, and God's just going to simply you know, put a rubber stamp on that. No. Elaborate on what, what do you mean? They have a covenant. We don't. What are, you, what are you saying? Well, okay, America, I believe, is a blessed nation, but we don't have a covenant with God where God where has promised to do. Yeah, he's, yeah, he made a promise that you know we, we would be blessed. and mm-hmm. Now, we have uh, results of promises. God said in Genesis chapter 3 uh, to, sorry, Genesis chapter 12, Verses three, I'll bless them that bless thee. Mm-hmm. You know, so nations that bless Israel will be blessed by God. Yeah, and we've been playing that card, and wisely so. If we want blessings, we want to bless God's nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it doesn't mean that Israel's always going to be right because they're simply Israel. Uh, many times they are living in sin, like they still do today. Mm-hmm. But still, we want to be in a position of blessing them, and uh, so. Uh, we don't have that covenant. They do, right? But how did God judge them? Well, when they turned from God and disobeyed him and became rebellious, God would first raise up preachers. Mm-hmm. And prophets would come and say, hey, Israel, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're, we're doing the wrong thing here. We need to stop this. We need to, we need to repent, turn. And if not, here's God's, yeah, God's got some terrible things in store for us if mm-hmm. we don't do it. And one of it is going to be an enemy. Oftentimes it's an enemy. The Philistines or, you know, some other group there mm-hmm. that ca- that brought in judgment upon them. And uh, did they listen to the preachers? Oftentimes they didn't. Mm-hmm. So God brought in the judgment, the pain. And when the pain got too miserable, they would then fall on their knees and faces before God and say, God, have mercy on us. Mm-hmm. Spare us. You know, forgive us. And he did. And he would bring them back into blessing. He would deal with the enemy. And then he would restore them back into blessing. And that cycle would start all over again. Yeah. You know, we're a young nation. We've only been around three, you know, 200 something years now as a nation. And uh, we've lost our way. And we've gotten too big and too proud, just like Israel would often do. And um, God's got some equalizing things for us there. So are you saying that... One of your biggest goals for Fortress of Faith is, A, making people realize the fact that judgment is a real thing that God wants to implement on us. If you could cut me, and how would I bleed? That's exactly how I bleed, calling America to repentance. Mm -hmm. And why do you deal with Islam? Because that's the judgment. It's not the only tool that God has in his bag, and we're seeing you know, another side of it there. We're seeing pestilence. Mm-hmm. We're seeing another enemy. We're seeing, um, you know, where we're seeing uh, <clears throat> the doctrines of uh, Marxism. Mm-hmm. 
which is destroying us as well from within. I mean, it's um, it was used in the twenties and thirties and forties, and and uh, brought a lot of destruction into this world, and still will. Yeah. And uh, so we're we're facing, I think, a perfect storm. We're seeing enemies of Marxism and the Muslim faith, the two M's, and uh, and I'll tell you what, both are formidable enemies. Yes. That I don't know if we'll recuperate. Can I can I ask you this question? So so we've established the goal is about judgment and drawing people to repentance. What 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 is? Let's specifically mention a few. So so you're saying America has has basically turned to a degree their back on the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Specifically, name some things in which we've done so. I mean, how how is it that we have done that? Well, I mean, some of the most obvious things is that we think we can kill our babies in the womb. Yeah. And think God's going to continue to bless us. Mm-hmm. I mean, our wicked, vile, it's just as evil as the days of Moloch, of, of killing your babies uh, uh, on the altar of Moloch and mm-hmm. trying to please a, you know, a, a God, you know, a false God. We're trying to please the God of humanism, mm-hmm. that I can do whatever I want. I'm king, and I can do whatever I want. I can get, you know, have live sexually perverted out of God's ways and stuff there and get sex and get pregnant and stuff, and I don't have to deal with the consequences. I can go ahead and kill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the gay, lesbian, and Same-sex perversion, marriage and all, things, all that yeah. stuff, it's just... Uh, uh, and, and, the, and the reprobate mind that God says he's going to give you up to, you know, when judgment comes. Mm-hmm. I mean, look how people are dressing, and, you know, well, I identify as this... Tra- fluid gender or whatever it is, I don't. Yeah. Can't, you know, they, they they can't even tell you what a woman is. Yeah. Today, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so you know they, they, these are it's clear we've become a vile, sinful nation, killing and murder and 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 all that, and no respect of God. Yeah. No, I, I mean even in the house of God, we don't even respect God. What do you mean? Well, look at Christians that go to church today. They don't. Uh, they they can say, "Well, I, I, God, we we want we want to worship you, but on our terms. Mm-hmm. We want to do it any way we want." And there's no reverence. Really, are we worshiping God? What God are we worshiping? Not yeah. the God of the Bible, Mary. Yeah. So you know all this there. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. If judgment's coming, then what's the solution? If judgment's coming, then what's the solution? I mean, we have to turn turn back to the Lord, but we do need to repent. And and I'd, I'd like to add one thing here, if I could, um, because everything you've said is true. I mean, we've talked about the way we we dress, and we've talked about the leaders that have uh, come to office, and now they're same-sex marriage and killing of babies and all those different things. And, and we are 100% against that. Why? Because God's against that. He makes that very clear in his, in his word. I do want to say this, though. Um, although... We hate sin. We do not hate sinners. Correct. We love everyone. That's the, yeah. the Bible teaches us that, does it not? Absolutely. So it's not. Yes, yes. I, I'm with you. I want. I want to. Uh, I want to stand up and say, listen, this is wrong, and I want to. I want my country to repent and turn back to, uh, to the Lord and His ways and 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 to the the, the principles that the that, that our country was founded upon. But at the same time, I want people to know, even you know, even though they're doing things that they ought not be doing. I'm still to love those people. Exactly. And we've got, 
we still have to warn them of judgment that's coming to Absolutely. them of their personal life, which would be an eternity in hell if they don't repent and turn to the Lord. Yes. We need to bring them to salvation so that God can change them like we've been talking about last week. But, uh, but the thing is, also for a nation, we've got to call the nation to repentance. Because mm-hmm. that is the thing. So what, what's our goal? Number one, to, re, uh, to re, preach re, uh, repentance and revival in this nation. Yes. Because uh, that's, that's the solution to it. But also to resist Islam. Uh, you know, as a citizen, what do I do? Well, there's things that we need to do to resist the growth of Islam. As I said, any nation that didn't resist it lost its freedom and lost its faith. So as a citizen... I should be involved in something to resist uh, or bring some kind of resistance there to to play, to bear politically there. And so we talk about that. We get into some of the practical things there. And uh, but but we also want to rescue Muslims. We want to bring them to faith like we talked about. You know, we're not to hate the sinner. Yes. We want to bring them to Christ. Same Mm -hmm. thing with Muslims, even though Islam is an enemy. We've got to look past the Islam to the people and realize they need truth. Yeah. They need the gospel. I've got one more question. I don't know if you're going to make us wait until the next show, but let me ask it. How do you love while sin is prevalent? Mm. Well, okay. Well, we'll consider about talking about that next week. All right. Sometime. Okay. Well, looking at the clock there, we're out of time there. And we want to say, once again, we still have some open dates there. If you're interested, I'm going to be in British Columbia in January, if you're interested in me coming and being in your home and meeting with your family and with your friends and neighbors, give us a call. We'd be delighted to see if we can arrange that. The number is 800-616-0082. Again, 800-616-0082. Join us again tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.